Welcome to the Bald Move TV podcast, the officially unofficial podcast for all the TV. We're on the Bald Move Network. You can find us at baldmove.com. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And you can tell that this is a new show by that horrible intro. We have no idea what we're doing. Nothing. We have a subpar show name. Uh, things that didn't make the cut were, fuck it, we're covering everything. <laughs> yep. Uh, are you not entertained? Uh, brass balds. Is this the shit you wanted us to do? Cover all <laughs> the stuff all the time? Yeah. Uh, so this is our new All the TV podcast. We do... We cover as much TV as we watch during the week. Um, any of the shows we see, we're going to talk about. We're probably only going to do like five to ten minutes on each one, since this is a pulpery cast and we don't have all the time in the world to cover all the TV in the world. But hopefully we're going to take some time out to do some stuff on our featured cast, such as uh, Justified. Yes. And, you know, spend a little bit more time talking about that. Yeah, since we lost that cast, and I do love that show. Right. So... Um, so a little bit about our formats. Um, I don't know how we're going to incorporate feedback into this yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, presumably we will have to take the best of the best, or especially if it's like a question format that we can discuss or talk about a particular show on the air. That's going to take uh, precedence over, you know, just general thoughts and reactions. Um, also, we have no idea how long this is going to last. No, we <laughs> because don't. Because if it performs like uh, Justified did... They get the axe. Or if it performs like bald movies did. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this will, this is the first and last episode. See you for Walking Dead, everybody. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the other thing. Like, man, Walking Dead comes back soon. We're like uh, yeah, it does. five weeks out, six weeks out. And then it's breakneck. Yeah. You got and all these shows we're going to talk about Dead, tonight will still be on. Mad so. Men and fucking Game of Thrones. Yeah. Jeez. And then by that time, Breaking Bad will be back. It's crazy. So, anyway, uh, should we just start? Do you think that's adequate? I think that is adequate. What's the first show you watched this week? Uh, oh, the first one you want to talk about. So you're just going to take over the notes without having notes. Uh, I thought we'd do a little bit of show news up front to talk about some things that are coming up. Oh, for okay. example, Netflix. They're producing television shows now. Original no. content. That's cool. This I really un- like this. It's unprecedented. Um, Although I'm a little worried that this could destroy Netflix as we know it. I don't think that's a bad thing. It, it may not be a bad thing. You're right. Um, but I, I, it's exciting because, I mean, you've seen some indie-produced content, um, like, but it's always been stuff like, um, you know, Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog or The Guild. You say that with such hatred in your voice. I Those hate The good. Guild. I, okay, uh, yeah, so I, I don't like The Guild. I do like Dr. Horrible. Now. I do, too, but, I mean, um, this is – think about it. This is non-network, yeah. non-cable – um, it's not traditional in any sense of the word, right? Except for the talent that's attached to it. And, and yeah, one of names. them, it's going to be interesting because House of Cards uh, comes out in February. Mm-hmm. And it's an interesting, I, I've seen, I've been following this on Alan Sepinwall's blog. Uh, they're dropping the entire season. That is awesome. One day, boom, you've got, it's like day, you know, yeah. day zero, you got no House of Cards. Day one, you got all the House of Cards. And we're dropping all the podcasts the next day. Yeah, I don't know how no. you would cover that. You you know, yeah, you'd have to it, do, like, if you're in a weekly podcast, we just come up with our own schedule, like a book club. Possibly. I do want to cover it, though, because, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's got Kevin Spacey and David Fincher attached, so. But I also think that if, if that's somewhat disappointing, Netflix still has um, Arrested Development coming yeah. out in May. Same deal, whole season drops day one. 
If they don't get a good response on that, they're probably <laughs> effed in the A, right? For sure. Because yeah. that's got a built – I mean, your your core audience of, of Netflix people mm-hmm. and your core internet o- audience all tend to love Arrested Development. It's and like if people, they brought back Firefly and it flopped. Right. <laughs> Exa- yeah, if they put originally produced Firefly Season 2 on Netflix yeah. and it just got panned – there's there is no future for this format. I mean, sure. you might as well just mothball it and wait a decade. Yeah. So if you have Netflix, watch Arrested Development when it comes out, and watch House of Cards because we'll be covering it. What do you think? Do you? I'm asking you. I'm super excited. What is Netflix hoping to get out of this? More subscribers? Because I can't. Do you? I, yeah. Do you think that anyone that doesn't have Netflix today is going to subscribe to Netflix because they have Arrested Development? I think so. Yeah. Really. Oh, definitely. House of Cards would have to be awfully damn good it would to have get to be. people to subscribe to that. I it's mean, got even that potential. with David Fincher attached and uh, Kevin Spacey. Starring, right? Good names. Real good names. I like all their work. But I don't know if that's as big of a draw as just Arrested Development, the name is. Right. You know? Yeah. Especially and, for the geeks. who And, and people, I mean, there's people up. following Arrested Development news and Twitter feeds and those oh, stuff yeah. like that right now. I mean, that's something that... You know, always gets asked at all the television critic shows and and um, press releases. Is when's it coming back? Is there going to be a movie? Is there going to be this? Mm-hmm. People, ha- I mean, that's the number one question. Jason Bateman probably gets asked. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's. Uh, do you think it's going to be successful? Do you know what Netflix is hoping to get out of it? Because I haven't seen like you know if they've got any like. I think we want to get X new subscribers or we want to see X many downloads. I I feel like their hope is almost to make regular networks jealous and kind of get better content through the pressure of having their own really good content. Right. That people are kind of turning more to Netflix and the people who are producing traditional content will say, that's where the audience is. We need to go there. It's kind of like rattling your sabers. It's like, instead of, um, you know, paying you a million dollars for 30 rock, yeah, last season's Thirty Rock. Uh, we're going to produce our own content and mm-hmm. like Chuck deuces to you. Yeah, I mean that's what kind of launched or made AMC arrive when they decided to go this original content. So. Sure, but that's that's all. What I'm also worried about is I don't want the Netflix service to suffer because they turn into just like a channel for their own content. You know, right? I don't, I I hope it doesn't get the backlash that we saw with like AMC and Dish. Where the content producers won't put their content on there because mm-hmm. they don't want it to succeed. Right. Um, okay, so moving on to that, to two other, three other shows that we will be covering, uh, but we will not be talking about this week. Uh, first up is Downton Abbey, yeah. a show that's near and dear to my heart. Uh, I thought season one was awesome. Season two, maybe not quite as good, but I've heard really good things about season three. I just mm-hmm. saw this weekend. Um, on uh, PBS, the two-hour season premiere for season three, mm-hmm. uh, it was awesome. Uh, Jim is fra- feverishly trying to catch up. Has Thomas been dropped on his freaking head yet? Uh, Thomas is not suffering to. a debilitating injury yet. Damn it! But it's like, okay, so let's talk about this. Um, <laughs> I've only bit. seen season one. Right, right. I just finished it the other day. But part of what you were talking about on the chat today was you're talking about Thomas and Miss O'Brien. Yeah. Like, they do horrible things. Okay. And I, I kind of mentioned, it's like, well, you know, they kind of get comeuppance. But they don't, especially O'Brien, never gets brought up commiserate with the crime she committed. Which, that is true. I mean, she kills... We're spoiling it, right? We're going to talk about the new stuff yeah, next week. Yeah. yeah, right. So she kills the new heir In fact, to the Downton estate. Normally we solicit spoilers if you want to. Do not do that for me on Downton Abbey because 
if people want spoilers, you can watch the whole fucking season. It aired uh, in in yeah. the UK like six months ago. Yeah, yeah and, season and, three. And also, do not Google anything on Downton Abbey <laughs> because you will get like massive. I've heard this. Huh. You get massive spoilers just by googling the name, googling characters' names. Stay off the Wikipedia wow. articles. Yeah, because they're all up to date. Because I mean. As Americans, this doesn't happen to us very often. Yeah, but we're on the receiving end of a shafting. Damn you, content. BBC. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and like, what the fuck? Why do they do that? Why do they still pretend that that like film canisters, nitrates are being shipped yeah. over on the Titanic? It's silly. This is this stupid. Worldwide release dates, people. Um, but yeah, I mean. The thing is, is that the show has to have a villain. So they make her feel like a total dirtbag at the end of season one, And right? she should. And she should. She killed the new heir. Uh, they don't do that in season one, at least, for Thomas. They He gets attacked by William, but he only gets punched a couple times. He deserves so much more than that. Oh, yeah. I want to see Bates beat the crap out of that oh, guy. Oh, yeah. That would be... In fact, one of my enduring hopes is they're keeping Thomas alive <laughs> just so Bates can eventually beat him to death. <laughs> that would be awesome. And then be sent to prison on, for a murder charge. But um, anyway, Jim doesn't get that joke. He he will soon. Uh, spoiler alert. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. I didn't even Google anything. <laughs> um, anything else you want to say about Downton Abbey? Uh, no. We'll be not talking about it. Season two. We'll be talking about it a lot because Jim will be all cut up by next week. And we'll, yep. we'll talk about se- uh, episode one and two, season three. Uh, also, something I'm very curious to see his take on is HBO's Girls, which returns this Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw Girls over our, hi- our hiatus. I loved it. I don't even know what a girl is. Really? Yeah. Well, you're going to find out. You might see a few naked even. Oh, boy. HBO being what it is. Not uh, the ones you probably want to see. No, I've not seen a drop of this show. It's so. really good. It's That's what funny. I hear. It's interesting, observational. I mean, I saw people I know. I mean, I'm I'm not as young as the target audience, but I remember what it's like to be that, and I've I've known people, and I've known mm-hmm. guys like that, and I've seen some of the dynamics take place, and it's it just it feels really feels really real, and I'm curious to see your take on it. Okay, being the unfeeling cyborg of uh, the duo. Uh, third and finally, the show that we're going to tease you with and not talk about is Archer FX's yeah. Archer, which comes back January 17th next week. We should just continue to tease it every week and never yeah. talk about it. Um. I think Archer season two is the best Archer. This mm-hmm. is season four. Uh, season three was, you know, really good. So, well, how would you describe this show to people that have never seen it before? Uh, wow. So, first of all, it's about a spy organization. Yes. Um, but it is a comedy, obviously. Yeah. It's a cartoon, uh, or it's animated, whatever you want to call that. Uh, I don't know how to describe the tone of this show because it's so out of the ordinary. I it's feel- like half smooth and half hilarious yeah like that that describes archer he's like half this super spy who is really really good he is at everything he does he's he's exceptionally competent at spying (laughs) but then the other half of him is like a dumbass who doesn't consider anybody but himself and is kind of like getting everybody into trouble all the time right it's like saying he's a functional alcoholic doesn't even (laughs) begin to cover it he's like a hyper functional alcoholic he is yeah um, I feel like the best parts of the show are the vicious Dilbert aspects of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what attracts me because, you know, everyone's been in a workplace where you got some tools and some people don't care their weight. What's great about this show is everyone says exactly what they're thinking from uh, the, the, the lowest ranking secretary to the people that own the company yeah. are just <laughs> pile driving verbally each other all the time. And I like 
when they go kind of dark and twisted, especially with the doctor. Yeah. I mean, he goes to some weird places, oh, and yeah. so does Pam. I mean, Pam oh, yeah. and him go weird, and I like it. Right, and like Ray, who is the you know equally talented uh, gay super agent, uh-huh. uh, faked being crippled <laughs> all last year to get in, you know to get easier missions yeah. and basically benefits. Then yeah. he get he, he actually got crippled in the last episode. <laughs> and it's like awesome. we're laughing at this, but it's I promise we're not terrible people. No, it's the, really the, funny. The, the show is absurd and it's fun to laugh at. So. Yeah, they actually they get really good guest stars too. Like Brian Cranston oh, yeah. was the uh, lead guest voice star in uh, the, the 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 two episode arc that finished the season where they actually went through the International Space Station and thwarted a takeover. Uh, I don't know. I can't even hmm. remember what the whole plot line was. Something about breeding stock with women and <laughs> mission to Mars and all that kind of stuff. But it's a really great show. I can't wait for it to come back. It's probably the yeah. And I'm including Louie in this, too. The consistently belly laugh funniest show on, t- hmm. uh, on television for me. Uh, another funny show that we will talk about is Portlandia. Yeah. We did get uh, take a uh, – we got a chance to see the first two episodes of this show. Um, the winter in Portlandia that came out around Christmas time. And then this week they had two episodes. Uh, I only saw the first one, Take Back yeah. MTV. So this is going to be weird, talking about half of what aired this week. I, well, this is a show that I don't know. It's the same thing with Archer. I don't know that we'll talk about it every week. We might wait yeah. for a couple episodes to pass and then like talk about it as a batch. I honestly don't know what to say about it. It's such a, a weird show. It's almost SNL-like right. in, in its nature. But uh, Let's talk about so, um and the winter in Portlandia had a skit about uh, chasing sunshine that I felt like the our the boys from Personal Arrogance, uh, you know, just <laughs> talked about like Portlandia yeah. is trying to steal Seattle's shtick, uh-huh. you know, like Seattle. We're is, the dreary ones wearing the flannel, not them. <laughs> yeah, like you're Northern California. You know, it's like you're basically Northern California. Quit posing. Yeah, and it's like it's funny because I felt like Eric and Jesse and Personal Arrogance in bitching about. Uh, you know, the Portland hipsters actually mm-hmm. sounded like weather hipsters. So like we were in dreary, shitty, rainy weather before it was cool. See, I think that's their plan. I think really, uh, yes, I think they want to be the hipsters uh, that Seattle is known for, or <laughs> well, I guess Portland is known for. Whatever, uh, they want to be those guys, so they're complaining about those guys to be those guys. All I know, it's all very ironic. I've been to Seattle like four or five years in a row. Yeah. And I've never seen it rain there. It's been beautiful every single time. I actually feel like that this huh. is like a Greenland, Iceland situation where they intentionally are spreading gotcha. disinformation to keep people the hell away from this cool area of the country. Uh, to be fair, you've been in the summer every time. Uh, late so. summer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, Labor and Day you weekend. did chase the sunshine. I did. So. I did. I followed it back, uh, back and forth. Um I think my favorite my favorite moment in the whole um, the whole show was their lead up uh, with Peter and Nance doing the uh, pasta withdrawal, uh-huh. and it led up to the moment where uh, Peter suggested at the end they give up dessert. Yeah, and, and her reaction, <laughs> God, do you, she loses it instantly. Do you know she's not a comedian or yeah. even an actress? She's a musician. How the hell does she get this timing? She's just a good, yeah, comedic uh, person. I don't know. Um, so that was great. Uh, what do you think about the second episode, Take Back MTV? Uh, eh, it was all right. See, I'm, I don't know. It's really hard for me to <laughs> say that either of these could stack up against the breakfast one last year. Do you yeah. remember that? 
season two where with Tim Robbins. Yeah. Uh, and they get stuck in this line that goes on forever, and she gets lost and taken right. to this village of breakfast. Yeah. Uh, that was so funny. Yeah. It's this these couple didn't get me laughing nearly as much. I did like the skit opening up about the millennials moving back to their parents, and they're trying to come up with uh, oh yeah an anthem to talk about the plight of the millennials, and it kept morphing into just some stupid party yeah. anthem. And uh, you know what? I'm not a millennial. Obviously, neither one of us are. We're like Gen Xers, and people talk shit about us all the time, and what a bunch of failures and losers, and we're running shit now. Like this podcast. Yeah, we're fucking paying we're, we're fucking free. paying for the baby boomers debt. <laughs> Greatest generation. We're like saving your ass with bypasses and you know why that happens, enabled right? medical stuff. You know why that happens? Why? It's because people get older. Little secret of life, everybody gets older. Right, right, right. So like, you know, another ten years you guys will be running shit and you'll exactly. be making fun of taking the, care of us while we're drooling and the, shitting the, ourselves. The, they'll probably call them the tween generation, right? The, the people that are coming yeah, to age in the, the I thought they called them Gen Y in twenty, didn't they? I think wasn't that a I name? think millennials after Gen Y. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, shit, I don't know. I don't know. It's probably because people working for Time Life and Rolling Stone get paid by the word, and you know that's that's <laughs> every four or five years you can come up with generation whatever. Yeah. And define it in a loose term, and there you go. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I like the cat uh, Dave uh, shoot a video about how to construct a tent too. <laughs> that was funny. That kid in the background giving the finger. And ever it's everybody uh, trying to cash good. in YouTube. I mean, if you ever watch yeah. like product reviews, you're like generally interested in, in watching product reviews and you, mm. you get these, you know, video reviews on stuff and it it's just like that stuff. Yeah, so that's what I really love Amateur about the Amateur hour, right? they don't have any good dialogue. It's exactly like – it sounds exactly like this podcast. Like They don't <laughs> even does. know what the hell they're doing. So that's what I really like about this show. It's not necessarily that it's just funny skits. Yeah. It's the commentary on society. I mean it is – both the 90s and today. Yeah. It's, a, it's a commentary on both. And, and especially it seems like it likes to poke fun at the shallowness of our culture. Yeah. You know, like a, a lot of times when it almost seems anti-intellectual because it portrays people that seem like they're smart or think they're smart in a very negative way. Mm-hmm. Like the – I'm thinking about the like the feminist bookstore owners. <laughs> they always come off looking like complete idiots. Yeah. Um, yeah, the skit where uh, he's trying to take the kid, he's trying to drop the kid off was kind of crazy. Yeah. I mean where they were just denying all gender. Yeah. I'm not aware of what gender I am. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah. But uh, – so. It's pretty good. I'm glad to see it back. Um, looking forward to see the third episode. Let's get to the main event. Justified. The title card, Justified, Hell Hole yeah. in the Wall, written by the Yost at the most, Graham Yost himself, the showrunner, Yep. Uh, trying to get things off. So I – off right. I, what did you think of this episode, Jim? Because I did not like it. Oh, I liked I, it. I think it was a meh episode, five out of ten. I give your review a meh. <laughs> Well, uh, you give it. I, I give it a uh, seven. Okay. It, it wasn't fantastic by any means. Well, it's, but, it's hard to but open it's a season up. opener. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to open up a, a, a season. Now, last season was an exception. I thought that opened up gangbusters. What happened in the beginning? Yeah, the carpetbagger. You had the uh, mm-hmm. um, shit. Win Duff, Duffy. But but comparing big confrontation. It, I think it wasn't the first episode where he give, gave him the classic. Uh, you know, next bullet's coming at you faster. No. Was that the first episode? I so. I, oh, I don't think so. Hmm. Uh, I could be way wrong, though. Um, 
Yeah, so season openers are tough to make exciting, I guess, because you got to set everything up. Right? Well, I know Carpetbag for sure came in and blew away the head of the Dixie Mafia. Or the Lexington Mafia, or whatever the hell they're called. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it just felt like, you know, and he was set up as a major character from seasons before. So it'd be mm-hmm. like if yeah. if um, this new quote-unquote badass that Broid's hanging with rolled on up the Limehouse and blew him away in the first episode. <laughs> it'd be like, whoa, sitting yeah. up a little straighter in your seat now. So it is interesting that you bring up Limehouse because he's completely absent from this episode. And I don't know if that's going to be uh, they're just done with him. Yeah. Uh, it didn't seem like it at the end of season three. It no. seemed like there was a lot more to come with him. Right. And I can't tell how much time has passed between the two seasons. Well, exactly. so Raylan's still expecting. It, yeah, so we that, know it hasn't been more than nine months. Right. Um, in fact, it's much shorter than that. Because she was pretty pregnant, wasn't she, at that point? Like, when she was moving out, wasn't she showing? I not think so. I thought she was, like, four, you know, three to four or five months along, maybe middle. Yeah, middle. so it can't be more than a few months here. No, no, I would say so. Yeah. Uh, I... So you said that you don't like Patton Oswalt, or in this anyway. You didn't like Patton Oswalt. Well, I just felt like, I mean, it just took a while for this show to get going. And I didn't mm-hmm. like the main, you know, when they're doing uh, when they're doing this episode, this, this mobster of the week is what we christened it. it. It didn't take a while to get going. There was a man in a parachute smashed on the pavement with cocaine all around him. Yes, that was interesting. But then after that happens, we see later. some gratuitous It took 30 years shots. to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just felt like it didn't. wasn't until like the two-thirds mark that the show kind of picked up steam. And then it, you know, really, I just, I don't know. I found it hard to get invested because um, I didn't like Patton Oswald's Constable Bob Sweeney. I think it's mm-hmm. annoying and very... Um, I guess what you'd say, self-serving. I mean, it's almost like they, they've even said as much. Like, hey, Patton Oswalt was a big fan. We heard about it. Yeah. And we've been trying to write him in ever since we found out, and now we did. <laughs> well, okay, maybe that's a little annoying to me, uh, writing people in for the sake of writing them in. Um, Plus, he's a, he, he seems like he's a fuck-up. It would be as if— No, I like that, though. Okay, here's the thing. So he's a benevolent got... version of Dewey Crow? Essentially, has... essentially, yes, because you need— foils for these awesome characters if Raylan was just going around being awesome Raylan all the time yeah he would never get into any sticky situations and we'd never have to worry about him you need these dumbasses getting Raylan into problem spots getting Boyd into problems to then redeem them to bring them out of it I like the I, I like and I thought the... he was a good foil for Raylan hmm okay um what did you think about uh Boyd Crowder's new left-hand man uh Colton Rhodes, Sergeant Colton Rhodes. Uh, eh. Yeah, so this guy's nah. Ron Eldard. Um, he's been Black Hawk Down. He was a played a, a paramedic on ER. He's been in a couple of other things. Yeah, I thought he looked like a pudgy version of the Proto Man's front man, <laughs> lead singer. All right, and that's what I kept on thinking. I'm like, uh, and they're, they're talking keep... about this guy being a badass. He yeah. just iced a dude out of nowhere at the end to kind of prove his badass credentials but he comes off like a surfer dude man yeah well i was thinking the dude the entire time yeah i was like yeah this guy looks like the dude plus he's like he's asking like well i don't know you're killing i mean he seems reluctant to join the criminal empire and then he just casually kills a dude yeah i i don't know what to do with that character no you're right about him i was not sold on him completely like in in last season 
think about the previous two seasons or all the uh, seasons of Justified. We open up with Boyd Crowder. I'm sitting there like, I want to know more about this guy. Yeah. Season two opens up with Mags Bennett and the whole Bennett clan. Fuck yeah, I want to know about yeah. more of these people. Season three opens up with the Carpetbagger carpet uh, and Limehouse. And it's like, totally, yes, these guys are fascinating. They're loose cannons. I want to see more about it. Yeah. This opens up with Constable Bob Sweeney and Colton <laughs> Rhodes. And I'm like, I don't really care to see more of these people. Could this be the season of Raylan versus Boyd. Well, it's interesting of the real I was, Raylan. I, I was reading Boyd. about the uh, the press tour, uh-huh. uh, the, the the TV screeners, whatever uh, pre- press tour, and uh, Walton Goggins said that uh, they're asking about an update about how he feels about Raylan and Boyd's relationship. And mm-hmm. sometimes, like last year, he and Timothy were at odds because they asked them both, and Tim's like, "Not nah, Raylan hates him," and. Uh, Boyd says, oh, or uh, Goggins said, I was surprised to hear him say that. Well, this year they say that at one point, I guess mild spoiler alert, Boyd says, you know what, Raylan, I don't like you. Hmm. So maybe. Like last season we were hoping yeah. to see them unite against a common yeah, foe. Yeah, back-to-back shotguns. And that didn't happen. <laughs> Never. So I think that they're setting them on a uh, trajectory to actually meet up. And Might Do you be. think they'll ever kill him? Uh, Boyd? Yeah, because Walton Goggins is getting some big roles of late. I mean, he was yeah. in, he had a bit part in Lincoln. He was in something else mm-hmm. that I just saw recently. Was he in Mandingo, maybe? <laughs> I did not see I Mandingo. Think, Isn't that not porn? Man, Jesus Christ, not Mandingo. <laughs> he was in Django, which features Mandingo <laughs> fighting. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure he was in that. So it's like, huh. you know, he's he's an awesome actor. I feel yeah. like that one of these days they're not going to be able to keep him because he's going to have other roles and, and, and movie roles. Yeah, so they didn't really set up any other big bad guys, right? I mean, certainly the guy who Raylan stuck in the trunk is not going to be a big bad guy. Right. Um, the big bad guy here might be Arlo. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're talking about the overall plot, I think they set it up right there. It's good. The thing is, they did such a great job of showing him as over the hill and addled and yeah. you know senile that he can't. You're he talking better, about last season. Yeah, yeah. He, he better not be the big bad because I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I won't believe that. Well, we do know that he was off of his meds last season, right? Right. So, so maybe now, now that he's on his prison. meds, yeah, he's back in the back in the game. He's a ruthless killing machine. He is, yeah. Shiving people with a razor blade and a toothbrush. Yeah, I was talking to Mad Brew today, and I said that this this episode reminds me of a lot of. Uh, you know, the X-Files seasons where the best part of every episode is the last 30 seconds hmm. where the smoking man would come in and say something really fucking cool. And I was like, oh, man, yeah, yeah this is this whole season's leading up to something. <laughs> and uh, Yost and company are conspicuously and consciously trying to make this a mystery, like individual standalone episodes that loosely tie together towards a, you know, a, a, a bigger conclusion. When I read that, I got worried because that's that, a little different than the last couple seasons. Oh right? yeah, it yeah. seems like a return to season one, but mm. they're actually going to have the, the, this mystery that Raylan's going to be solving that deals with his family past. Um, yeah, I, I, like I said, I don't, I don't know. That's um, season one of Justified. I thought it was great. It was cool. Not my favorite. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm kind of worried about that. Uh, also, when is Raylan going to kill somebody? When's he going to shoot somebody? How long has it uh, been? It hasn't been that long, has it? 
All last season, he he did everything but shoot people. That's true. And now he like took someone out with an airbag. Yeah, uh, he took someone out with a dumbass's switchblade or knife. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> All I did was stab a teenage girl in the foot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is pretty much it. Uh, I don't know. Well, I'm sure we'll find out coming up. Um, the other thing we need to talk about is the story, like this overall plot. This is based on a real life happening, right? The do blue- you have more information on it? No, I do not. Blue, oh, you don't? The Bluegrass Conspiracy, if you want yeah. to look it up. Um, I think we got some listener feedback on that. Okay. Um, and I believe Madbrew posted something on our Facebook site about it. Yeah. And I read it, the reason I didn't do a lot of research is because I read uh, um, an interview with Graham Yost today, and he said that, yes, they did take the iconic image of a parachuter mm-hmm. with the drugs, and I think they used the name because the guy's name is Waldo something or other. Um but yeah, they they used uh, yeah Waldo Truth. They used the guy's name and that basic scenario, but that's about it. Hmm. They're okay. going to. Take I was wondering if they were going to weave Arlo into that story. Right, right. I'm also interested to see if they are going to weave any of the rest of Raylan, uh, which is the book that I read yeah. last year. I mean, a lot of season two and three are cribbed from that book. Mm-hmm. There was three or four major plot lines, or I wouldn't say major, but like you know episode or two linked plot lines that i wonder if they're going to mine for this uh this season could be so i'm interested in that um what else we're going to talk about i all oh, the other re- i also i was not a big fan of uh, raylan's barfly girlfriend Lindsay last season and what's wrong with her dude i don't like her voice <laughs> i don't like her she's she's too kind of like a trashy version of winona for yeah. me yeah no we were both pretty against her last season i just feel like ava winona Lindsay's way below there in terms of just everything i'm worried about the money that he stashed in his dresser because she was eyeing that up oh i don't think she's gonna uh, do you really think she's gonna steal that she might uh, thing is is like that's a bad like if you're gonna fuck over Raylan, he better not know where you live yeah uh, and he definitely knows. <laughs> he better not know where you work and live also we took a lot of shit for saying that she doesn't own that bar there's a lot of people last year saying that, uh, you know, because we said she didn't. She just worked at the bar. She's bartender for this bar. A lot of people said she owns it. I don't think that's true because, again, she mentions that, that uh, some Mike dude, you know, is going to be pissed if she doesn't get back down there. Like, hmm. she doesn't seem like the boss. Yeah. So, all you people, I'm, ex- I'm, I'm extending my middle finger up to say I don't think Lindsay owns a bar still. <laughs> Um, anything else we want to talk about here? No. Uh, what about the big finish? We talked about uh, the shiv in the neck. Yeah, they got the, the tr- some trusty, whatever the hell that is, a librarian yeah. uh, trying to uh, horn in on uh, saying it's worth a lot of money. Arlo's deal with the bag. Um, obviously, you know, Raylan's correct. Arlo does know what the bag's all about. It must be worth not just money, but something, you know, and it's, it's worth enough to kill to conceal. Yes. So we don't In know. prison, no less. <laughs> we don't know if it is valuable to Arlo or if Arlo is trying to hide it from the people it's valuable to. Mm. Um, there are a lot of scenarios that could be going on here. So not a lot of information there other than, yes, he will kill to, to keep it out of someone's hands. Uh, the last thing that we have not talked about of yet was the new uh, tent preacher 
in Harlan County. Yeah. I can't remember. Boyd versus Tent Preacher this season. Yeah. I mean, this is the trick that Boyd tried to play in season two. See, and here's the th- no season, season one. Season one. Yeah, sorry. And what I'm wondering about is because that's an open question about how sincere Boyd was at the time. Yes. And I still, still to this open. day don't know whether he was sincere and his experiences made him be uh, a cynical again, mm-hmm. or whether that was all a manipulation to you know dethrone his father and 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 take yeah. control of Harlan County. And I his think comments this inter- in this episode still don't let shed any light on that, you know. But I do think he does not like the fact that this guy is basically stealing his shtick. Yes, he does not. like And it. number one, he sees it as a threat because he's like, well, it worked for me. And his pill business is going down the tubes because he's getting people off the, the drugs. Yep, just like it, it, it was effective against his father when he used it on him. So yeah. uh, I think we're going to find out a lot more about Boyd with this as a prism. Uh, we're also going to find out – we've already found out more about Boyd's backstory through this uh, Sergeant Colton Rhodes. Um, mm-hmm. We found out that they serve – basically they're uh, Iraqi, Iraqi War One veterans. Yeah. Uh, both of them. Did we know that before? Uh, I don't know if we knew that about Boyd. The timeline there's a little muddy so. because apparently uh, Raylan and Boyd grew up together. Yeah, we're in the mines they together. In the mines together. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got shipped off to war. Raylan went through the Marshall Academy, I guess. Raylan went down to Miami. Uh, Boyd, Boyd became, became a criminal, a white supremacist, <laughs> yeah. blowing up black churches. Uh, so <sighs> like, I don't know how that all fits in with their apparent age on the show and. Because I think Raylan's supposed to be late thirties in the show. Yeah, makes so sense. So the boy would have to do. That's a lot of living packed into. I gotta say, man, I am just always super impressed with Timothy Oliphant's performance. Yeah, I mean, he is so smooth yes. throughout this entire episode and, and the whole show. He also just gives give to air that he just doesn't really give a fuck. Like even in the hairiest situation, with three people guns that are facing, <laughs> his only backup is a dumb fuck. Yeah. He's still kind of cracking jokes and being like, all right, this is your last chance <laughs> uh-huh. to give up. And he's bluffing left and right. Fantastic. Yeah. He, what a great character and a great performance. And really, four out of the five uh, points that I did give Justified is solely because it's always awesome to watch Raylan do Raylan things. Yeah. Uh, so, so supposedly we're supposed to see him kind of down on his luck and lone wolfish this week this year he's Ooh. he's doing you know this was a kind of martial job that he was doing as a civilian to get the money himself for yeah um you know it looks like he's sleeping at the office maybe on occasion hmm. um is he trying to avoid that girl at the at his place doesn't seem like he did a very good job at the end there <laughs> oh, it doesn't maybe that's not what he's doing so I don't know. Um, anything else? There was a appearance by Kentucky Bourbon Barrel Ale. Oh, uh, Raylan's carrying a box of his father's belongings in that box. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I love that b- uh, beer company. If uh, anyone lives in the Midwest area, they should try it. Uh, what else? Uh, that's it. That's all I got. I think that's all we got for the uh, whole episode. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll have some feedback next week. We actually have a bunch of it. I just didn't have time to process it. I'm sorry. Uh, we kind of disc- – this is happening a week early because for some reason we both thought it justified premiere next week. Yeah. I don't know why. So uh, – And we want to keep this show kind of short. Yeah. Um, we have a lot of shows to talk about, so we're not going to be able to cover them in very in-depth, but we hope to get uh, at least some talk about all of them in. Yeah, I'll try to figure out what the hell we're doing here. Yeah. Oh, and our name. We know it's terrible. 
Yes. So let us let us know what we should call this podcast. Because Bald Move TV podcast is not good. <laughs> no. It is descriptive and to the point and it is. You know, helps out uh, probably on the, the search engine optimization. But yeah, we'd like to have something a little bit better. Yeah. Our, our theme music, if you have suggestions for that. Because, you know, we don't have any of that. I don't know what we're going to play. We'll do a mashup of all the shows. <laughs> Played at once. Yeah. It's just going to be a wall of white noise fantastic. coming at you. Um, so, again, we got some we got some feedback where I'm going to try to uh, go through the best of that for some – especially we got a lot of stuff on Justified. Um, and tell us what you think. This is an experiment. We don't know if it will work. In fact, most things we do, we feel like they'll fail. So uh, – <laughs> Uh, if, way to set the tone. Way to set the tone. Way to set the <laughs> expectations. Uh, Want to uh, give some shout out to our two newest uh, cast mates on um, the Bald Move Network. If you haven't heard us since last Justified, we brought on the uh, Eric and Jesse from Seattle doing the Personal Arrogance podcast, talking about uh, pop culture, geek culture, beer, uh, movies, TV shows, video games, current events, sports. Uh, they're hilarious. Uh, check them out. And also the Because Show um, with uh, three ladies uh, led by Gerilyn, Amy, and Susan uh, out of Los Angeles. They talk about shit, sex, books, movies, television, makeup, uh, all kinds of good stuff. Uh, we're big fans of all of them, and they're part of the Bald Move. They're part of the Bald Move Network, so give them a, give them a, sh- give them a check. Give them a listen. God, I'm bad at this. We can't ever take We're a hiatus rusty. again. Yeah, we took a, too many weeks off. And I didn't. I'm 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 drinking Coors Light tonight. It's well, not with this show, you're right. Done. We never can take a week off. No, no. So we're we're stuck with that. Uh, other ways you can support us, uh, obviously, send um, uh, email to um, the brains, the brains at baldmove.com. I will probably come up with a better email address next week, but that's our generic slush fund uh, email. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook.com slash BaldMove and follow Jim Twitter.com slash BaldMove. Uh, we appreciate your uh, reviews on iTunes. Which it's going to be hard to find a no-name podcast on iTunes. Yeah. Um, so maybe next week we'll tell them where they can get that. Yeah. In fact, I don't think we have the feed even established because you have to have we a We don't. A it takes about a week, yeah. Uh, but when we do get that, if, if you like the show, um, honestly, I don't care what you rate us because – I'm curious to find out what people think. So five star, one star, I don't give a shit. All right. Uh, honest opinions and lots of them. That's what I'm looking for. And also, as always, you can support us directly. Put coins in our pocket without any coins leaving your pocket, at least directly, uh, by using our Amazon.BaldMove.com affiliate link. How that works is you put in that Amazon.BaldMove.com or click on the handy-dandy banner at the top of BaldMove.com. It takes you to Amazon. Anything you buy on that session, we get a teeny-tiny slice of. Um, so we appreciate all those people that do that. Uh, it helps pay for the bandwidth and uh, all the stuff that we probably couldn't handle on our, uh, on our own. So thanks a million. Um, and That's also, it. tell a friend. Oh, yeah. If you're a fan of good television, if you want us to take a look at some other shows – um let us know um again yeah. jim and i feel strongly that we have to like whatever we're cat, uh, casting about mm-hmm. uh, i wish we could do a featured show on a lot of these shows i would definitely like yeah. to do a featured show on girls definitely want to like down nabby enough uh juice there oh yeah to pump yeah um if you are just looking for a standalone justified podcast uh 
Check out David Chin's. <laughs> He's the last man standing. He's I think. Last, yeah, right? the evil David Chin uh, Empire is uh, has, has defeated the bald <laughs> movement. Uh, also, if you're looking for a good standalone, the Downton Abbey cast, um, up your downstairs. <laughs> yeah, up yours downstairs is really me and Jim. Uh, really like these people. In fact, yeah. we just might, found them this week. Actually, we we might court them. We might yeah. send them love letters, chocolates. <laughs> Flowers. Maybe have them on the show. That'd be cool. Maybe have them on the show. It'd be cool, like every couple, you know, like four every, every month or so, to have them and just you know talk uh, what their opinions are because uh, they are hilarious. Sure. So um, I'm just kind of blabbering. Are you going to okay, save me? Are that's you gonna it, cut man. Me off? I tried to cut you off earlier, and then you said tell a friend, and I was like, yeah, I better let him go. <laughs> uh, that's it for this episode. It's gone on way too long, uh, and I'm way too tired to be doing this. So until next time, I'm Jim, and I'm Aaron. See you next week.